0: you're listening to Talk to Tal, this is Talia. I have helped people in varying capacities, whether it was how to get divorced, how to come out of the closet, how to feel better in my own skin, start a new career, move across the country, move across the world, working on their addiction, how to be honest. It's very easy to lie to ourselves. I like to say the truth is erotic. Let me help you find yours. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Talk to Tall. I'm really excited because today we're going to talk about my favorite subject, sex. We have been sent a couple questions from callers that intrigues the heck out of me. It's so much fun sifting through everything, but I think this is going to be a hot topic. So I've asked someone who I admire their opinion she and I have very different views about sex, so I think it will be interesting to discuss this juicy topic with her. Juicy is one of my new favorite words. I think I used it last week. Anytime we're talking about sex, I want to talk about how it's juicy. I'm super excited because I have memes coming to the show today. Hello, memes. Hello. <laughs> You're looking beautiful in your pink.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, when you go to walk the dog now in the afternoon, it's like it's already dusk, So I have to put on the bright fuchsia so that people don't run me over.
0: Oh, wow. Leave me for dead. This is why I don't have an animal because I just wear black. I would get lost. You
1: no, know, you would get run over.
0: <laughs> sounds, sometimes that sounds like a good thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, roadkill. <laughs> so I am so excited that you've decided to come talk to tall because a caller asked me a great question and you know how much I love talking about sex. So the question <laughs> I would like to, it have- is
1: hands down your favorite thing to talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the question basically that I read, um, because I, I write them all down in this notebook and I flip through them thinking, okay, what do I want to talk about? And of course, I thought of you and I thought of this particular question that this woman sent in to me, which was, Tall, what constitutes a good fuck? Now, this is very intriguing to me. And um, so I thought that I would ask you about it, memes. Um, there is so many variations of what that even means. And I think just on the safe side, I don't know if this person felt comfortable elaborating what that means. Maybe she wanted to know what good sex is, or maybe she wanted to know when you can be totally free with yourself to where you can lay back, orgasm, get your partner off and feel that you've actually accelerated yourself in your own breathing metabolism body physicality whatever but I thought that I would bring that to the forefront with you and see if you wanted to help me help this caller answer that question
1: (laughs) oh well yeah let's dig in
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes let's
1: do we want full disclosure that I'm basically a nun these days that I mean
0: yes whatever uh, whatever you want to share with us memes I mean you know there's so many different variations so many different stages of life sexuality womanhood just share past present future current whatever
1: well I think it is the things that you just said (laughs) If you're satisfied, your partner's satisfied, I think it's just, if if you have one of those encounters, I'm just going to say encounters, because it could be that you're in a, a long-term or committed relationships with somebody, or it could just be a one-night stand. As long as, like, you know, you feel good about it, that's good enough for me. Like, don't make things so damn complicated. Did you have fun? Did you feel good? Did you get off? Good. Yay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I am um, I I also I don't know that I don't know how men view sex, but I don't really use a board of what's good and what's bad because every partnership that you have with someone you have different feelings. You've known the person for longer. You might have communicated a lot of things with them before you had sex. You might have had a very long buildup of sexual and chemistry and all this attraction, and it couldn't have been met. And so the sex was sort of far off in the future. And then when it gets there, it, it's like a huge buildup. Or it could be someone you just met and you're you know, figuring out that feeling of what it's like to be naked in front of someone and expose yourself, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, So it's so hard to answer this question. Also, um, one thing that's funny that you know about me, so I'm 48. And I think I, the older I get, the more sexual I get. (laughs) What do you think of that, Memes?
1: uh I disagree (laughs) (laughs) okay I have known I have known all of the uh I have known your habits shall we call them since for 20 some years oh my god is it 30 no it's 20 isn't it 30 Jesus hello is it 30 (laughs)
0: 1993 (laughs) darling
1: Oh God!
0: Well, describe but, um, describe to our callers what the quant the whatever the quality that really that you have in your mind when you cut when you think of good sex that you've had in your past what what stands out to you was it a relationship with someone that was a long buildup that you knew for a long time or was it some animalistic chemical passion that needed to happen? How did it, how does it work out for you? Memes.
1: Well, the one that I, <clears throat> the one that I think of most, um, was I knew, I knew him for a year. Um, we hung out. I even like stayed the night. Oh God. It was in the dorms <laughs> and <laughs> You know how they're like the super single size mattresses in the dorms. Remember how small those stupid beds are? Yeah. So I actually shared, I shared a bed with him. One of those stupid super single beds we would spend the night with each other and we would not make out and we didn't have sex. And that lasted an entire school year and everybody kept saying, Oh, you're lying. How do you even do Like, what's the point? Blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. That was just a completely new and different type of relationship for me. But then when the, you know, the school year ended and I left town to go spend the summer elsewhere. And then I came back the next fall semester um and I bumped into him at a party and I still to this day just remember he popped around the corner and I was like (gasps) oh I was like holy shit he's hot like he cut his hair and everything and I was like okay now now I want something now I want to slam him up against the wall and like go for it so we did um it was fun and then um that was, yeah, it was, yeah. Then we couldn't stop having sex. It was awesome. It was great. Um, just because, there, I don't know, there was like that weird, like you said, like a weird animal attraction. It was just like being struck by lightning. I had never felt that before with anybody. And sad to say, I haven't felt it since. So, um, yeah, that's, it all, but me. And then it just kind of sucks, too, because you're always trying to, or, or I don't know, for people that have had that experience, like, do you do you keep trying to find that again or hoping that it's going to happen again? And are you chasing that? Um, I think I kind of did for a while, but it never happened. And um, just kind of a bummer.
0: Well, don't, don't say never. You don't know what's coming down the pike for you if you're open to it. I
1: like how you explain. Um, at, mm, <laughs> at forty-eight, I'm I'm not excited about the, the, the um, yeah, what's out there? That's
0: you never know. You could meet someone thirty-three. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: not where I live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you better get on an airplane and start traveling. Um, I oh God. You um you know what i think is is kind of interesting is it's it used to be a conversation and maybe i'm wrong about this because you know me so well that i didn't really understand the whole dynamics of what i was feeling and what you know sometimes i think people measure good sex by orgasms and sometimes i think they measure good sex by the feeling, the elation, and the attachment that you feel to someone afterwards, you know, the cuddling, the dopamine, all the endorphins that are flowing through your body after you're with someone. But I also know that over time, my understanding of my own sexuality has become stronger and stronger. So therefore, what I once thought of as good sex back in the 90s is definitely not what I would think of as good sex today. Um, so, when this caller asked that question, I think it has a lot to do with how in tune we are with ourselves, which oddly enough, there's so much of that that's happening right now in different talks that I've had on the show where people are learning how to communicate what they need to themselves. And one thing my therapist is a very big fan of is masturbation. She always talks about how (laughs) masturbation is such a good way to A, not only connect with yourself and really what you're needing, but B, release some of the tension you might feel when you go through other parts of your life. What do you have to say about that memes? Could that be part of your good sex? Well, yes, but I think that
1: I think the good sex comes from not just listening to yourself, but when your partner listens and notices what you want them to do or what you need them to do. Yeah. And if they're just like going around the mo- going along the motions like, you know, I mean, I was with somebody and I swear a guy was like I wasn't there. I was physically there, but They saw right through me. I wasn't there to them. They were watching a porno in their head and I wasn't even there. Right. And that was like one of the most just disgusting, awful experiences. And, you know, like nothing happened. I left in the middle of the night. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. If you, you know, can't see me and realize that I'm here as a person, then we're not doing any of this. So, um. Yeah, that is huge. And yeah, masturbation, like, especially, I think, you know, probably would have helped a lot to have done that when I was younger, because that then helps you tell your partner what you want them to do. Because when, you know, when, when you're a teenager or whatever, and you're a virgin or, uh you know, you're just having your first experiences. If you don't know what even feels good to you, then how the hell are you going to tell somebody else? So um, now I know and I like it. So I just do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty of being older and independent. Do whatever the hell you want. As long as it's not hurting anybody or yourself, like just just do it. But like, Oh, and then, What's the other one? Um, Oh, the, where we talk about the emotions that you have. I I think like, who, I hope that that this is the majority of people. Like, I hope that people have had makeup sex, you know, there is a thing. And then also too, like, it's really shitty sometimes when you're grieving. Like, sometimes you can have some of the best sex when you're like having a really bad day or a bad day bad time. You know? It's like that your body needs that release of 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 energy and emotion that you can't get just through, you know, balling your eyes out or screaming into your pillow or smashing a, a kickboxing bag, you know? Yeah.
0: One of the things I really beneficial
1: to our health.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See? You should stop giving me shit then. One of the things that I realized <laughs> Um, is mm-hmm. that it's not just a connection with your body or your genitals and somebody else, but it actually, when you're a woman, you feel, at least this is how I feel, you feel like your body is connected to someone else's and there's something really powerful for that, uh, in my own self. I mean, when I'm connected to a man, it is it, it almost charges my body with some kind of energy that I don't have on my own. And masturbation... What do you mean
1: connected, though? Like, what what does that feel like for you when you say connected? Is it like you feel their energy and their vibe all the time or you feel their emotions?
0: Um, I, I guess it depends on the lover, but I feel that I'm... In, in the moments of the physical act of making love or fucking or having sex, I feel that I'm totally vulnerable, open, and responsive. That's the ideal partnership. There are times when I it's a new partner or something and I can't completely open up to myself. But if there's nothing to risk and there's no vulnerability to be worried about, it's some of the best sex of my life it's, it's, I can orgasm easily, I can just let go. And I feel that I'm connected to this moment with another person's physical body, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, totally. Do you have, I mean, obviously you've had, but once you have that, or some people might be experiencing that, but they don't know that that's what it is because they haven't experienced the other side of that, which is like when you're with somebody where there's just Like I said, there's nothing like you're basically not there to them. They're just going through the motions and you're just, you're just laying there.
0: Well, let me ask Um, you in that one particular situation that you talked about that was painful. What was the relationship between the two of you before you had sex? Was there any signs that this person couldn't look you in the eye and completely let everything fall to become vulnerable to you?
1: yeah for years but um oh yeah for years
0: <laughs> so for years you sort of felt that he was blocking something off from you or that
1: it he wasn't blocking off it was just it was just if i oh god i have to open that old i have to open that old door and go back in there
0: ugh. um cobwebs abound let's see ugh. Um, Get a black and decker and suck that shit out.
1: Leaf blower. Um,
0: <laughs> you know we love a good blower. to be
1: honest like, I know. <laughs> To be honest, like it was it should have been a much 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 shorter relationship than it ended up being. But I think it was one of those situations where, you know, well, if we just stay together long enough, it'll work out. Well, it didn't. And um, basically, I was just like, enough. And I was the one to end it and, you know, leave and carry on. Um, yeah, I mean, we were both at fault. There's many things that could have been done differently during that entire uh, 12 years, but Whatever. I mean, we're still friends and that's great. It's actually way better. Yeah. So all of these people like guys and girls can't be friends. That's a bunch of shit because it works. It actually works. You can do it. You just have to have boundaries and respect.
0: Yeah. That's it. Which is also what you need. And we're much
1: better friends now than we were when we were
0: dating. So
1: there's no attraction there now at all whatsoever. There's no like, Oh, I wish we could get back. No, uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that. The elements that I think that make up a good relationship are some of the things that you talked about uh, of what you could use in a friendship post-relationship. You know, it, it's interesting because when I, I don't really think too much of the past relationships I had as far as the sexual connection between the two of them. But I think because sex is so important to me, I think of it as a very good way to navigate my connection to the other person, and it's super important to me. I I don't think I've been in a situation where I felt the partner wasn't present with me, even if it was just a, a situation that was once or twice occasion or if it was years of a relationship. I, I don't know that I've felt that, and I think because somewhere inside me, when I decide to have sex with someone, it feels that the channels of energy for both people are open. That's why I want to have the sex. It's like that is the vehicle to get closer and feel the other person, and it's so powerful for me. I don't know Maybe I have a, maybe I have an issue, but I really, I really think it's such a big part of connecting to another person. And maybe I don't know all the ways. It's interesting because my therapist said, you know, I think really you just want someone to be near you. That's very important to you based on your background. And I think, yeah, that probably is. And to me, that's a very close way to be really close to somebody. What do you think, Memes?
1: I agree. And maybe that's why I wanted to just hang out with, you know, boyfriend number, let's call him boyfriend number two. But, you know, why I stayed with him for that whole year before we ever even started dating was because you said, like, I just wanted to be close to somebody, but I didn't want any kind of commitment. I didn't even want a relationship. I didn't even want to fool around. I think I just needed that very basic level need to be met first before I was comfortable to move on so like I think and I think to this day probably if I've got into a relationship again um, that is you know I would think about that like if I can't get a basic you know feeling of happiness and comfort by being close with somebody then I'm not even going to bother trying to move on. You know, Thanks. if it's there, it is. And if it's not, I don't know if that's something you can, I don't, I don't think that's something you can change in another person, really.
0: Yeah. I think it's the whole chemistry and sexual attraction. You know, there's some people that you'll go to dinner with, but you definitely don't want to sleep with, or there's some people that you'll think are attractive, but you don't want them to touch you.
1: Yeah. Or somebody that you just want to have sex with or fun and you're just like, get out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> fuck buddies just a fuck buddy you know it's like ugh, I don't want to deal with all the other shit in your life or that person's life or I don't want a relationship with you but you know maybe just like the sex itself is great and everything else is like no thank you it's so awesome that we live in times where we can do we have so many choices we can we can make relationships you know tailored to how you know, what we need these days. And it's not just like, you know, like it was probably for our parents and definitely our parents' parents where it's like, you have to be a virgin until you're married and then you're only ever going to sleep with your husband until you die. Gross. (laughs) Gross. No, thank you. And, you know, for, you know, again, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I know it still exists with arranged marriages and stuff like that. But it just, um, uh, I I hope that kids growing up these days don't have to feel that way. I I hope that they get to, you know, be liberated and empowered to have relationships that make them feel good and respected and loved instead of just like, well, I have to do this because that's what, you know, my mom and dad told me or what society says, like, what a bunch of crock. What a crock of shit.
0: I think that's a good, very good, notion. And also just to feel free. And that I think one thing that's changing is, or I hope this changes, is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being male or female and liking sex, as long as you're not hurting other people, or doing something that could hurt yourself. And it could be seen in a way of empowerment, um, confidence, comfort, vulnerability, physical uh, desire and i think it could be pretty powerful if we viewed it in a positive light i know when we were kids um or especially there was this little ga- gaggle of girls that went to my high school and they called them the screw crew they basically slept with everyone <coughs> In the high school class. And I don't even know if they were really sleeping with everybody, if I if I think about it, because this was the 90s and who knows what went on, really, the 80s and 90s, late 80s. But uh, I do think that there's a way to be safe and be in tune with sexuality that is different now than, than what we had. Another question that I want to log on to this question that I had from the caller is do you think you can fall in love or do you think men can fall in love or women, um, just by having good sex? What do you think memes? And I mean, really good sex. I mean, a really good fuck. You, you can't stop thinking about them 24 seven. Like, like the dorm room uh, guy on the single bed. Like him. Uh, I
1: mean, they're, they're intertwined, but I don't see, think i don't know to me that don't hmm, it's almost like an ultimatum of being a forced situation of like if i just do this long enough and hard enough and i do it the way she likes she's going to fall in love with me it's like no that's not it um is that what you're kind of talking about
0: well i was thinking more you know when you have a connection that's really working you start to care about the other person and other elements of their life, like what they're doing when they're not with you, where they're traveling, when they go home, you know? Um, and it sort of evolves into wanting to spend time with them. So I meant as an evolution into a relationship, if you start with just sex, like, let's say I'm going to give you. Oh, okay.
1: I get it. All right. I don't, I mean, it's possible. anything is possible if you know if that's the way that things shake out and you know it could be super great but but it doesn't always have to be right probably not to be something you know that you're focused on going into a relationship I'm trying to You know, I just thought about, do you remember when we were, when we were in elementary school? Cause I know that we shared probably some of the same radio stations from, from, from Denver. Um, I can't remember what the heck day was, or it might have been, I don't know what radio station either, but do you remember Dr. Ruth used to be on late at night? Totally. That was like, because we started getting... I remember we started doing sex ed in fourth grade in elementary school. And thank God for that because my parents didn't teach us jack shit. They didn't talk. My parents were completely not affectionate towards each other at all. To this day, I can only remember one single time I ever saw my mother and father hold hands. And the only time I ever even saw them kiss was just like, you know, if like my dad, if if, you know, somebody was leaving the house and if, if it happened to be a very rare day that they were in a good mood, there might have been a peck on the cheek and that is it. That's it. There was no hugging. There was no cuddling. There was no, you know, so my, my background in this whole situation is, um, it didn't come from experiencing uh, warm fuzzies from my parents.
0: So. I can say uh,
1: I am actually 100% shocked that me and my sister even exist at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can actually say the exact same thing, which is probably why <laughs> I crave physical affection. And I love all the closeness that happens even with even when I see you, I always want to touch your arm. I want to hug you. It's just I I always want to be affectionate with the people in my life that I care about. And um, my parents were the same way. I don't even know how they procreated. I don't understand. I don't have... You, you have more memories with your parents. I, I don't have one single memory of them. There's a photograph I have where they're standing next to each other on Cheyenne Mountain Road. And... They look miserable and terrifyingly frightening. And I think, yeah, <laughs> that's the stock I came from.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I remember, too, in elementary school, going over to, like, my friend's house for, like, a sleepover, and there was this one girl. I thought she was super cool. Her name was Winnie, and her parents were both, like, um, actors, I think. And they came home from, they had gone out that night and, you know, we were sitting down in the living room, eating our Doritos, and watching, I don't know, Revenge of the Nerds or something. And her parents came home and I think that they were stoned, but they were like having the best time with each other. They were dancing in the kitchen and they were laughing. And I I remember I, at first I was like, oh, maybe they're her older siblings. She's like, no, they're my mom and dad. And I'm like, what, what? Yeah. I'm like, your mom and they like each other? They're having it was like the most alien experience. It was just bizarre. Because I was like, I didn't know that um they could be like that. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and then I was like, are all other parents like that? I don't know. I don't get it.
0: God, I wish. I wish my I wish mine were, I can tell you that much. They needed a big joint. <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> right. God, we've gone back and just made our parents get high a few times. I think everything would be, have worked out a lot better.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, so this question Especially for my mom, <laughs> this question to get back to the caller. Um, I, do you think that having good, being, um, okay with your own body and your own sexuality helps in your partner's perception of the sex you have together, if that makes any sense. How confident do you think? Like if you're
1: confident about your body, then they're
0: going to be yeah uh,
1: more comfortable.
0: Yeah. Or just be, you know, more able to open up. Therefore you both have better sex. It's a better release. I mean, that takes
1: a long time. You know, if you're like a naturally shy person and you don't want, your partner at first, like you're shy and maybe you feel awkward about your body and you just don't want them to like, see you fully naked or something at first. And so that you want to have sex with all the lights off under the covers or whatever, like have that respect. And then if you feel comfortable like that, I think then that, you know, that foundation of being able to tell them, Hey, look, I am not an exhibitionist. I'm not going to be, you know, doing backflips naked all over the place here. Like let them grow as they need to grow and be supportive. And then, you know, things can happen from there, but you're forcing somebody to to do something
0: that's called rape, but they
1: really (laughs) don't. Yeah. Well, there, obviously there's that. Yes. And then, You know, I mean, it's like if if they can't listen to you from the get go of like what your comfort level is, then they're not going to listen to you later on when you're just like, hey, I want you to do this or hey, I want you because it makes me feel good. And if I feel good, then guess what? You're going to feel good, too. But yeah, I think it goes. Yeah.
0: Do you think that one can practice to be a good fuck?
1: I uh, do well, how are you going to practice <laughs>
0: having, you're
1: just going to practice on like by I mean sex. but every person that you have sex with is a different experience right yes. unless you're somebody who's just like wham bam thank you ma'am you know that's true everybody's it doesn't matter I can stick my dick wherever I want and it's going to be the same thing as long as I get off I don't give a shit I mean there's people like that out there obviously but I don't know
0: what I think what the
1: question?
0: now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, so the caller said, What how does she know what a good fuck is? I mean, I don't think similar to some questions that you just can't answer, I don't think there's one general way of saying or answering this. There's so many variations. There's so many different types of lovers, there's so many different types of sex, there's so many different types of physical experiences. And I don't necessarily think it has to do with just the orgasm. I think it has to do with feeling really comfortable. And I think that um, a lot of times people go into sex thinking about coming and not thinking about the process of enjoyment. And if there's enjoyment and you're not trying to rush to come, it feels like that nour- nourishing that moment between two people and looking in each other's eyes and having this sort of everything fall away. That to me, before prior to the orgasm, then when the orgasm happens, it's just um a different sort of flow. But that to me is what it seems a good fuck is. And you're 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 just you described a buildup of knowing someone for a long time also. Well I think
1: it's one of those things too. You know when you know.
0: So do you think you can, you'll know,
1: (laughs) do you think you can, (laughs) God, I hope, I hope everybody at least once in their lives gets to experience like, wow, that just blew my mind. And you just like have that euphoric feeling, you know, for always basically to just (laughs) enjoy and reminisce about. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was good when you can't stop thinking about it. And when you know, whether you're,
1: uh, that's what you use when you have to go masturbate. You're just like, well, I'm just going to pull that phone up out of the archive and that's <laughs> what I'm going to use. <laughs> that's what you know. There, we've solved it. We've answered the question. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. That's, that's how, you
1: so- how-, how you know. So, you know.
0: You know I love asking you about sex. I really appreciate you. I know you're not normally wanting to outwardly speak on sex, um, but I love that you decided to come and talk to Tal and and discuss some sex with us. Of course, I want to discuss sex with you all the time, so please talk to me about it whenever you want. We probably talk about it too much for your liking, right? (laughs) I'm
1: not having any. So there's a gap. You get it all and I'm having none. And <laughs> but that's by self choice. I don't there's there's not a whole this it's a wasteland out here. It's put though.
0: I mean, I have to agree. When you and I were in your in your living room and we were on the computer, I was thinking fuck Denver, (laughs) jesus also what was worse is dia in being in dia i just thought there are no men to speak of in this god forsaking international airport yeah no
1: not really no no and then that the one and only last date that i ever went on and he told me he was six feet tall and i showed up and he was so short that I had to look down at him when he was opening the door. And then he he literally ran away. <laughs> oh God. I'm like, well, I didn't <laughs> like you're clearly not six feet tall because I'm five nine and you're shorter than me. So um Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just some things are just stupid. <laughs> it's like, come on. Do you know what I you could- can't be honest about something that is completely not negotiable and you can't get away from it. Like in what world was he going to think that I was going to think that he was six feet tall?
0: Oh, this happens all the time. I hear from, from guys that I know that oh talk my to me God. About, about their dating apps. They say, Oh, this woman was so beautiful. But then when I saw her, it was clear. Those pictures were taken 25, 30 years ago. And I could barely notice that it was the same person. And I said don't they realize that they're going to be found out? I mean, what is the point of lying at this stage?
1: Seriously. I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous. And it's just, sometimes it is just a colossal waste of time and energy. And I think about I'm like, you know what? I'd be much happier going to eat a gummy and going to go sit in my hot tub and look at the stars than I would be, you know, trying to quote unquote flirt with some douchebag on a dating app.
0: You need to come to a city where there's more action and see if your mind changes on that front. Mm. (laughs) We'll see. I'm
1: already moving right now. I don't want to move again.
0: (laughs) No, but I, but I'm just saying if you came to visit a different city, perhaps you'd have a different interpretation of men and you know, all of that. Maybe not. Maybe it would be the same, but you know, we always got to keep on trying if we want I always want to keep on trying. Hopefully I'm working towards the right direction. I think I am. So that's good to know. I love seeing you and I miss you. Anything else you want to throw in the ring? I miss you too. Throw in the ring for sex purposes? (laughs) No,
1: I wish I had something, but I just, I really do.
0: Do you know what I love (laughs) that you said, which I just want to come back to is, um, you said that you didn't sleep with this person for a long time, but that you were really close. And then when you did sleep together, it was intense. I have had that experience too, where I've known somebody and it's been very flirtatious from a distance for a long time. And then all of a sudden the sex happened and it was like, Holy shit. It It was almost as if my body and my chemistry and my general makeup knew when I met this person that the sex was going to blow my fucking mind. And then after all the years of not having the sex and then it happening, it was pretty, it was like a powerful explosion, almost where I could trust my um, sexuality and my chemistry feelers, for lack of a better word. So I think you're right.
1: If that person came back to your life now, would you want to have sex with them now again? Or, do you, or well, do you think that that would be like, well, what if it's not as good as it was that one that one perfect time? Like,
0: well, it depends. I don't know. Do you think you can go back? Well, you didn't ask me how recent this sex was, but let's just say for hypothetical oh, reasons. what last
1: week? <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, but for all I know, this could very well be truthful. That it was
0: just last week that this happened, <laughs> just a few days ago. Anyways, um, if there had been a long time uh, in the the fr- in the first time, and it was that good, and I was available, and I, like I wasn't in a committed relationship or um, pursuing something else, yeah, I would try it again to see if the power in it was the same. And if it was recent, I would say I'd probably been masturbating about it the whole time since the sex initially happened. So, and if I couldn't have sex with them, I would just think, oh, once I had good sex with them. I liked, I liked, I think it's in When Harry Met Sally, where she says, at one time you'll be thinking, yeah, we had sex. You know, if you come across these people you slept with and and you see them out in your life years and decades later, and you think, yeah, once we had sex. (laughs) might be horrifying
1: yeah and you're yeah internally you always have a gut reaction about how you feel about that when you see them years later like oh that was that that was that was hot that was awesome or you're like oh or is it like ew, gross
0: it's funny I haven't seen a past lover or relationship in so long like I was imagining if I saw you know my high school boyfriend we don't need to say his name But I was imagining if I saw him at the reunion, what that would do. I I don't think I would at all be attracted to someone from 30 years ago that was kind of a douchebag. But boy, was I in love with him when I was 17.
1: Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Many nights I could not get into my dorm room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are you done yet?
0: (laughs) I don't even remember that. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> thank you for thank
1: you that's for that's why I had to go camp out at, at, at boyfriend number two's dorm room all the
0: time. Well, then you should be thanking me for that good sex because you got it because I needed to get laid in our pool hall dorm room.
1: Oh, God. Pool oh, hall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, memories. Yeah. In
0: the corner of my mind. Thank you for coming to talk to us <laughs> and come back again. Especially- the door
1: was always closed because you're having sexy time. <laughs>
0: Shattered pictures. <laughs> no, from,
1: from when I slammed the door so hard.
0: <laughs> you know hit- that
1: I got so pissed off. I slammed the door so hard the pictures fell off the wall.
0: You were always mad at me. Anyway. But it wasn't because of sex. You were just (laughs) mad at me. Maybe it was because of (laughs) sex. Who knows?
1: It was a lot of things. (laughs) I love you. Um, I love you too.
0: (laughs) Please come talk to me about sex on or off the air anytime. I'm sure I'll be calling you soon Well, asking you about the latest and greatest. So come back to the show also because... I like giving uh, callers a little feel of what we discussed. It's fun. Plus, trying to answer most of all yeah. the questions.
1: Yeah, we'll have to have a special episode if I decide to break the abstinence thing here. My abstinence streak. So,
0: <clears throat> definitely. Oh my god, I'm going to send. Pretty you- much
1: working on eight. Should I say it's been like oh It's been about like eight years. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Honey, do you want me to, do you want me to send Actually, someone no, to your house? Actually, no, it's been house? way longer than that. <laughs> Are you kidding? What about uh, the oh, guy? That's, that's no, that was... The toys. I mean, no, no, no. The guy from... He, you used to know him long ago, and... Doesn't I count. can't remember his doesn't name. Doesn't count. You had sex with him. <sighs> You're saying that sex I
1: honest count. to God... Barely even count that as ugh, it was beyond awful, beyond.
0: But was there penetration? Beyond. It was
1: actually probably the. Unfortunately, yes.
0: Okay, so it hasn't been. Eight was years there course. enjoyment
1: of any kind? Absolutely
0: not. Not in any way, shape, or form. But that does not constitute sex. Penetration in any of the holes, minus your ear or your nose, constitutes ugh. sex. So. That was sex. So if we subtract I'm that. I'm not calling it that. It was beyond awful. And
1: it probably lasted less than a minute if I had to even guess. Like oh I God. can't even care. I honestly, I can't. Oh, no, oh my gosh. No.
0: Well, I, uh, Ugh. okay. We're going to have to discuss that when you do break the uh pattern slash mold slash cherry we will revisit this conversation on Talk to Tall.
1: Let's have a party, champagne.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I will send out some vibrators. I'll send you some penis pasta and some red sauce, and we'll get this show on the road.
1: Penis pasta,
0: penis balloons <laughs> with very, very demure ball sacks underneath. I'll get it all set up for you. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: I have to tell you later about a story about balls. So yeah, we'll talk <laughs> balls later.
0: Okay, offline because I really don't want the callers to be disgusted by scrotums. Although some tea bags are very nice. Anyways. No, no. No. <laughs> With the right set anyhow. Thanks for coming to visit us memes. And we look forward to your next conversation about sex with us.
1: Yes, everybody look forward to having your minds blown.
0: <laughs> go, Everybody go have sex for me because I'm not having it.
1: So go out there and do your thing.
0: We'll pick up the slack. For Hopefully it's and, good. And we'll report <laughs> yes, back. Please do. Okay, great. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thanks for coming. Love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Talk Too Tall. If you are feeling like you need help to find your truth, please shoot us an email with your question to talktotalia at gmail.com. It's T-A-L-K, the number two, T-A-L-L-I-A at gmail.com. You'll never know your truth unless you ask for it.